You are now entering the Drink and Tell group chat with your hosts, Candice, Tawana, Jocelyn, Mickey, and Asia. Welcome to the group chat. Welcome to episode one of the Drink and Tell podcast. We are your hosts. We are really excited to be here. So let's start off by just talking about you probably already watched our introduction to what this podcast is going to be about. And so now we're going to really dive in and really just kind of go through the flow and let you guys into our group chat, essentially. Let's start off by talking about what we're drinking today. What is today's toast? All of us, well, this will be a part of our uh, segment that we do every episode. We'll talk about what we're drinking. Of course, Drink and Tell podcast. Yeah, so today we're all just kind of drinking something different. We're not drinking the same thing today. <laughs> so I will start Before off. We will, though, we're going to share with you what we're going to drink on the next episode so that you can drink with us. Yeah. Yes. yeah. going to be um, great. So I am the lightweight <laughs> of the crew. So I am drinking a strawberry mimosa. No, not mimosa. Strawberry Moscato. There we go. Strawberry Moscato. Moscato is my favorite. You're trying to get diabetes? Uh, <laughs> drinking a dessert wine this early exactly. in the morning. Exactly. You know, I like, I like a wine cooler-ish. Drink to drink Zima, didn't you? <laughs> that was my first college drink <laughs> Zima, and you couldn't tell me nothing. What about the rest of y'all? What y'all drinking on? I mean, I'm the heavyweight of the group. I drink vodka straight, so... Yeah, I don't have that. I have 100% pressed watermelon juice with Ciroc Summer Citrus. You know what? The watermelon juice, that Simply Watermelon with Ciroc Watermelon, have you had that? I'm going to have to taste that. I'm going to have to taste that. It is amazing. Now, I don't like a lot of juice, but man, that's busted. I'm going to taste that one. I'm a whiskey girl, but today I'm drinking wine. This is the 19 Crime Snoop Blend. Mickey, what you drinking? I came off a cruise, so I'm on some rum and pineapple juice. Real light, real fruity, you know, nothing over the top. All right, so let's jump into our hot topic for um, for today. So what we'll do for for every (laughs) every episode, we'll talk about one of the things that like we talk about in our group chat or something that's like going on on social media, blah, blah, blah. And so today we are talking about the screenshot of the text message with this guy and this girl who were gonna go on this date he mentioned something about going to get ice cream and she starts off you already know when you start off with i don't mean to di- I, don't, I don't mean to be disrespectful or i don't mean to be offensive or something like that blah, 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 blah. i'm 26 years old blah, blah, blah. like she how old is she 26 okay 26 or 28 something like that um i'm not mm-hmm. doing no ice cream date um we're not on the same vibe basically um, and she was out. <laughs> she was out. And so this text thread has the internet NHO code with people discussing their thoughts on it. So what about y'all? What are your thoughts? I think ice cream dates are sweet. When did ice cream dates not become sweet? Like some of my best dates have been ice cream or tacos. Mm. Girl, I was in a dorm room sharing noodles with my boyfriend. So hell, that was popping to me. We are from a different era. <laughs> I was just about to say that. So when it happened online, I was like, hmm, was I like this when I was younger? But when I thought about it, like I went on a date at TSU with a guy who bought me a two-piece from churches. And it was like, it was cute. Like now... Granted, I did tell him I only ate white meat and he bought me dark because it was cheaper, but it was still a very cute date. So like, 
I feel like we went on those kinds of dates when we were younger. This generation, these girls want the soft life. They want to be pampered. I, and I didn't even think when you read the text message, I didn't necessarily think that that was the only, I felt like he was introducing ice cream because he was nervous and trying to break the ice. Because he yeah. said, he was like, I don't know about you, but this weather got me feeling ice it's cream. Yeah, like, it's like it's not outside. I exactly. Like he was nervous. <laughs> I, was I, didn't, I didn't take that to mean this where we about to go on our date. So I was like, why was that the first thing? Like, okay, not even the even if it was the first thing that came to her head, like she didn't even ask any questions. Like right. But even if it was, but even if it was the date, what is wrong with going? You're getting to know someone. I mean, if you're trying to have conversation and get to know someone, you ain't got to do that over a hundred dollar steak. But that's what's so probably funny. not going to eat. And you probably don't going to order it medium well or well done. It's going to be like a bird. I, look, but that's the funny part, because if you like I, I go out to eat a lot on my downtime by myself. And I can't tell you how many times I've sat next to a couple on a date where the man is trying his best to engage her and she is recording her food and recording the vibe and all into her phone and not into him. Mm-hmm. So is this really about getting to know him or is this about flexing? A free meal. <laughs> it's or about a free meal. Flexing on social media. Yeah. It's the socialization going back, not to date us, but we didn't have recordings we didn't have yeah. social media yeah think about when we came of age so you had to you know have this discourse with somebody you had to get to know somebody wait a minute we played outside i promise you that's the trump card i'll always use and we were really outside they're not they're flexing like you say for the gram or whatever and that's sad. like i i hate that because it sounds like he was a good dude and she's right. probably gonna look back years later and reflect on wow i, I was a little shallow in that moment and we could have this all wrong. Like he could, I mean, we assign that a lot to to dudes off rip, right? Like he's a good dude. He's a nice dude. He might've been trying to save some money. Right. <laughs> because, Maybe. because the truth is that a lot of these guys do feel like, well, you should, you should be happy that I want to take you anywhere because you are single. So a lot of guys in that instance, she's at 26 she has dealt with dudes who are on the be grateful. I want to take you anywhere. And like looking at looking at social media, a lot of these guys, like the whole nature walk, like when we were younger to date ourselves. Yeah. When we were younger, that didn't feel like an insult. Right. No. To say like to walk around Nash, like to walk around Centennial Park. You already know where we was at. Like that stuff was not an insult, but now it is an insult because you have a generation of guys and men who see women as all of them want your money. The money you don't have. All of them are gold diggers. So I need, you got to prove to me that you're worth me spending anything. And so part of it for me is like, I feel like the current dating discourse has all of us on the defensive, right? Mm-hmm. You got these sure. young, you got these young guys seeing the seeing women as an enemy and you got women seeing these dudes as the enemy and it's like but y'all want to date each other and y'all want to like each other and it's not gonna work 
Yeah. And we hit up homeboy and see what, you know, what he would what perspective he was coming from with this. I would I would love to I mean to be fair, to be fair, the expectations of this generation's females is outrageous, in my opinion. I mean, quite frankly, um most of the females, uh, okay, I won't say most of the females, but I will say that a lot of females, women, let's use women, females, women, women, females, whatever, people with vaginas, okay? Uh-oh. <laughs> they go on these dates, like you said, to t- they want to go to a fancy restaurant so they can put it on social media. They really don't care about getting to know a person. They want to get a free meal. They, they don't want to have conversation. I think an ice cream date is cool, me personally, but once again, we come from a different dating ourselves we come from a different mindset i mean i went on a date with somebody and we went on a walk on the belt line i was cool with that i mean i'm okay with that and we see, burn I, calories we can have conversation we maybe stop for ice cream or whatever the case may be but the whole point is to get to know someone i don't think that people now are dating really to get to know someone and i think it's it's in the meantime i'm 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 trying to fill space. I'm trying to fill time. If I meet somebody and they're cool or they take me to a nice restaurant, I have something to brag to my friends about or put on social media, then great. But I don't know that people are really looking to be in relationships. I think they're just enjoying dating and being out. I think if you're dealing with somebody who actually, so I can give an example. I did date a guy last five years. Well, I wouldn't say we dated, but whenever he needed to really talk to me, he would take me out for ice cream. Because whenever you really needed to have a conversation, it was ice cream because there were no distractions. I mean, we just sat outside and we ate ice cream. Mm-hmm. And it was but like, a- it's these dudes too. Right? Oh, it's the dudes. They, they know that they have options, especially in Atlanta. Let me tell you something. There are, there, what is it like 20 to one or 50 to one or some craziness. So they, they don't have to, they don't have to do anything. Don't have a job. Don't have a good job your own home, don't have something going for yourself, you have way too many options. And and men get lazy. Then they go for these young girls, but then they're mad because all they want is their money. Well, hello. What and then all money? they want is like they and these dudes will spend will spend ten dollars on you and think you're supposed to have sex with them for like the next three exactly. weeks. So <laughs> so part of it, so so in that respect and in that regard, how do you win? Right. I think I think that there's I think that part of it, yeah, is that nobody's really dating to or 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 invested in relationships to get to know each other mm-hmm. because that's part of it. Right. So, like, I'll be honest when I shifted, I went through a season where, like, I just wanted to date. I just wanted to do what I did. And I didn't care about any of the like I didn't want to get to know you because I knew I wasn't gonna be here for for a long time. But when I shifted to okay, I want to look at a life partner, then mm-hmm. that's when you could take me on an ice cream date. Like that yeah. I want you all to know that Twana has not said anything because she's married. <laughs> yeah, but no input I'm gonna have a different perspective in a minute though. I'm gonna have a different perspective in a minute. Here's okay. the thing none of us are saying but each of you know to be true. There are no rules for men that you like. So the bottom line is... That's true. She ain't like him. That's true. If he was an unavailable, emotionally unavailable dope boy who wanted to take her to ice cream, it would have been the cutest idea in the world. This yeah. is true. Because this is so true. Yeah. My card. Yeah. No, I, literally, literally, my, my best friend said that I am only interested in men that are mostly unavailable because I don't want to have to be available. 
I don't like I, I don't want because she knows that once I fit somebody in, I'm I'm making time. I don't make time. That's because I ain't got it. But what is it about emotionally unavailable men? I think it's easier, in my opinion. It's low risk. You know what you're getting? Low risk. I'm trying to be better. I deal with them when I don't want to be serious. And then when I do, I think we all, we walk away. Fair. But I don't, I don't seek those out. I I mean, I'm in an era of peace right now, so I'm not dealing with anyone, right? Boy, you got a breach of water right here. It is a great place to be. I enjoy my time. There are things you can buy on Amazon for $26 that will keep you stimulated at night. Because, you know, old school would be like, you need somebody warm at night. Well, I got no, something no. to go <laughs> at night and it's all I need. I'm with you, though, Mickey. I, I'm there, too. I just don't. As much as I say that I want to be in a relationship, because I know I do. And I know that I'm I personally thrive in relationships because that's just my person. I'm a I'm a giver. I'm a nurturer. I, I like being in relationships. And I'm a serial monogamous. Like I have long term relationships, but um, I shit. I just lost it. What was I talking about? <laughs> you said you can't wait to find someone. I would like to be in a relationship, but right now I enjoy being single. I enjoy spending time by myself. I enjoy going on vacations by myself. I enjoy pleasing myself. I enjoy being easy, breezy. But that's my choice. Right. It's my choice. It's easier. Like I don't want to deal with somebody like that. I don't want. I don't want that. It's work. And I'm not. I don't I'm tired of being single. I, I'll be the one that say I'm over it. It's ridiculous. It sucks, but Stupid. I'd rather be single and be happy than be in this oh. game, this rat race, and be frustrated, and mad. I definitely, I definitely am grateful for for the clarity that singleness this time around has given me as to like what what I what I allowed. Um and and why I allowed it. And mm-hmm. so there's there's this I like there's one thing that my therapist said to me that was like, oh my, I don't know why it was so eye-opening. When she told me, she was like, it's actually okay for you to date. Um, and it's okay for you to to be in a relationship and want to be in a relationship because there's only so much that you can do on your own. And I think that for a very long time, I was in this bubble of like self-work and doing all of this work to better me and to be and to be ready for a relationship. But then was scared because it was like, oh, shit, like that includes another person. And Mm -hmm. and I think that like there's a I think that there is a fear for some of us who are single. Like I'm the only one in the group that's never been married. And like, I never saw, I didn't grow up seeing a marriage. My mama wasn't married. Um, The most consistent relationship that I saw was my grandma and my granddaddy. And I'll never forget when I told my grandma that my granddaddy was the greatest man I knew. And she was like, that's because when you was born, your granddaddy was old. So like, so there was this idea, right? That like, And now I understand what she meant. I'm a grown woman. I know my granddaddy was doing some stuff he had no business doing and they weathered that storm. Mm-hmm. But there's a real fear, I think, when you have been like burned, when you've been hurt and then you have to get out there again. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's like caution everywhere. Like anything. I'm like, nope, red flag, moving on. Nope, that, nope, that could be a problem. Nope, I'm not interested. It could be, it could be anything at this point. I am not trying to make myself vulnerable to only be let down. So I'd rather be overly cautious at the beginning 
which is maybe not a good idea because I'm probably eliminating people that I shouldn't, but the, I'm in self-preservation. My piece is, is so important to me that I don't even, at this point, I don't even care. I but just don't. But Asia, I, take my advice. Just settle for a nigga with titties. And once I get that nigga with titties, I'm going to show y'all how he going to love on me. It's, you're going to be uh-uh. in this. No, ma'am. Because you just had somebody with titties to try to buy you, you something. let him know. Right on. That's because my toes was chipping and I didn't you brush my teeth that morning. Blessing. Yes. Nope. I'm the nigga that still wear a mask and don't brush her teeth in the morning when she go to Smoothie King. I did that shit. And so what am I going to do then with hot fucking breath and chip paint toenails? He's going to be like, no, nah, give him my money but- back for buying that smoothie. But Mickey, the dude who tried to holler at me in Publix and and then told me that he was married, he had titties. So like that deep, when I saw that, that debunked your whole myth. It didn't. He was married was the key thing. I'm saying single niggas with titties, they trying to get on. See, this one don't had his head pumped up because somebody been, he married on the regular. So now he think he got more than what he do. Watch me. And to my titty guy, this ain't nothing towards you because I'm going to love you right. And my body going to be tight when I get the titty man. So they can't even say she she fell out because she fed right now. She want a nigga with titties. No, I'm going to get a titty man when my body is at peak condition. Watch. Oh, my gosh. So, hmm. OK, so let, let's talk about like we talked a little bit about um, just like the effects of social media. And, and I'll say like Asia, I was talking about how I'm going to give a different perspective. Like my perspective is coming from my son's finding amazing wives, right? Man, say that again. I am like just watching all this stuff. I'm like, man, I'm worried for my son. Like if all these chicks, and he told me like my oldest son, so my sons are 19 and 22. My oldest son was like, mom, man, like dating is just different. He was like, he was like, they, like everything is so social media focused. He was like, girls, we want dudes with like a bunch of followers and you like, you know, these model pictures on, on Instagram and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, so I'm like, you know, if this is the things that they're wanting, they're wanting all this money and they want five course meals on the first date because the ice cream ain't good enough, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm worried for my sons finding great women. I right? am too, Shawana. I feel that all the way. And and I, for my oldest, for certain, is extreme. He's so sweet. Like he he gets his loving from me. Like his dad is not, <laughs> Martez is not uh lovey-dovey any of that Marseille is so lovey-dovey like he's he gets all of that for me and so I'm like I don't want no hoe taking advantage of him either you know what I'm saying like because he's gonna love and he's gonna love hard and so when it comes to dating for him like he's just been kind of chilling like he's not looking for anything serious right now anyway but it's just like oh I'm worried <laughs> it's hard when you know that you've raised good men or for me I'm, I have teenage boys so it's I know that I'm raising my sons to be a certain type of man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's hard for me to um, imagine who is going to be available. Like, I want to arrange their marriages at this point because right? that's how big it is. I was just about right? to say that. Like, because it's, I daughters yeah. the same thing. Yeah, it's like, because you, I look at my sons and I'm like, they're handsome. My oldest, he's 15. He already knows what he wants to do with his life and he'll do it. Mm-hmm. And and women are going to see that and it's going to be like a beacon on him. Mm-hmm. And I don't want, I don't want him. So I'm putting, look, I'm 
I'm the liberal, probably the most liberal of this group. And I, I believe in putting my sons on game. Look, I'm, I'm very honest. I'm going to, I need you all to be aware of this and look out for this and don't do this and don't let these females do that. Cause this right. is what they're going to try. And it yeah. may not be, it may not be ideal, but I'm not going to have them getting taken advantage of when they're older because of who they are, what they've accomplished, who they come from. I'm just not, I'm not okay with it. So Twan, I'm, I'm scared. I'm, I'm scared and they're not even close to 22. Yeah. Yeah. And part of that question of who raised y'all that we used to ask the que- the answer now is that it's our classmates. Yeah. Like, people that we went to high school with. It's the ones that our mamas and our daddies side-eyed us for bringing mm-hmm. their friends out with. with. Mm-hmm. I think about my mom. My mom told me before she passed, she was like, I feel like I raised you to be independent to a fault. And I remember having to tell her that that wasn't her fault, right? That, like, it wasn't her fault that I did not see her in a relationship with somebody, whether it was my mm-hmm. father, like it, it wasn't my, it wasn't her father that my daddy was trifling and was sleeping with everything. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, <laughs> and it wasn't, and, it, and she made a conscious decision to her own detriment to not pursue other relationships because she was raising me. And she was also a mental health nurse practitioner who, a lot of kids, you know, when we were growing up, a lot of girls were in houses with their mamas and the boyfriends and, and the uncles were taking mm-hmm. advantage of them. And mm-hmm. my mama, my mama always said she would never put me in That's a situation true. where yeah. there was a possibility. Now, yeah. unfortunately, we don't talk about we don't talk about the sacrifices that a lot of black women had, uh, particularly black mothers make when it comes to love for themselves, right? Okay. So like my mom, because she wanted to raise me to be safe, that meant that she was carving off the ability for her to find love until I left the house, right? Mm-hmm. And so part, like I told her, I was like, it's not your fault that that I didn't see it. Yeah. And I can admit now, I don't know what it looks like to be like, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out and I stumble. And, you know, when I do something that don't make sense and y'all be like, OK, so that might have been a little extra. That might have been a little extravagant. You didn't have to say it that way. Or like it. I think the other part is that in our 40s or even in our 30s, late 30s, 40s, those of us who have never really been in relationships, who've never been married, if we're honest enough to say that, there's a certain level of just like, there's a learning curve, right? Of like, well, then what does that look like? What does it look like to be partnered with somebody who both of y'all might be the same way? Like, if what would it look like for me to date somebody like me who who I cannot is, date someone like me? <laughs> well, I'm saying like who came who came in a situation who didn't really see healthy relationships, okay, yeah. hmm. but who wants to be in one, right? Yeah. And we both got our triggers and our traumas. But if I'm automatically coming at a situation where I'm like everything is a red flag, you're not gonna make me look like a fool. You're not gonna make me. You know what I'm saying? Like. We both are cutting our feet off 
yeah. before people really get a chance to walk. I yeah. think because people don't approach relationships with a friendship part in it. Because think about it. All of us come from different backgrounds. And in order to maintain friendships, you've got to accept those things, but also call it out sometimes when you know yeah. it's not right because there's a deficit on either end. Yeah. And you do that. You give grace. You listen. You're receptive. And this why this is why those friendships last for 20, yeah. 30, 40 years. Yeah. If you yeah. approach relationships the same way that you approach your friendships, they would last. I speak yeah. for myself and I had a friendship with it. But I also put that romantic piece, you know, when you're young and it, and, and it makes you more. I'm, I wasn't as emotionally intelligent then as I am now. And yeah. so it was foggy. But had I continued to approach it like I approach my friendships, then you would have, like you said, with your grandparents, weathered the storm better instead of being like, nope, that's it. I'm done. Red flag, mm-hmm. this, this. And it's like, no, it's not a red flag. It's you're growing and learning. It's trial yeah. and error. Yeah. One of yeah. the things that my mom and I uh, recently had a conversation because, you know, I'm in this relationship and we're happy as is, right? And so everyone around us is like marriage, marriage, marriage. When you're getting married, we're not in a rush. We're not pressed to get yeah. married. One of the things I had to tell her is we don't know a whole lot of happily married people. Like my sister and brother-in-law met at 17 or started dating at 17 and they are like best friends, dynamic spade partners, like, and that is what they have grown together. Like nobody can beat them at a game of space. Like they're dynamic spade partners. I thought I <laughs> like listen, legendary. Ain't nobody beat them at a game of space. Like That's they the key to a successful life. marriage right there. I think, yeah, but I think to your point, Josh, um, and Mickey is that people have this perspective or perception, I'm sorry, of what marriage should be. Like your marriage is an extension of your your relationship. It shouldn't change. I mean, the dynamic is what you make it. And my, my marriage is not going to be anything like Tawana's or anything like Mickey's. Or it's going to be completely different. And people need to stop being married for the sake of being married right. and, and, and just commit to having a partnership. Yeah. I, I mean, I you're supposed to be like mine because I'm sucking male titties on this next one. So, and I don't think you won't move. That's a whole nother. Nah, we're going to have the sex. We're going to have that one. And that's, I'll leave that conversation. And when we do, but, I don't care about her sucking somebody's titties. I, I, that's fine. Like, like, I'm joking them things. Let me tell you I'm, I'm not paying Mickey no attention. I mean, I'm not paying no attention. I'm not paying. But the fact is that you should have your relationship, your marriage, if you decide to do that, should not change your relationship i mean it should it should it it is what it is i mean your expectations shouldn't change like friends like there are days when i'm like listen i don't think you can do anything about this but i gotta say this out loud so it won't become a thing with us and then i'll tell them whatever's on my mind and there's nothing to be said after that like there's no how can i fix it you can't fix it i just need you to know that this is a thing so it don't become a thing yeah like we're friends and i love how i'm feeling Right. Take what it is, and we're gonna move forward. Tana, I, I, how have you? I wanna, I wanna hear, cause you're you the one that's been married the longest. How long ever. you been married, Twana? Cause I remember when you got married. Twenty-one years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is that even look like, girl? I mean, it's a lot of what what they're saying. Like he's legit my best friend. Legit. Um, we are homies. <laughs> Every doing dance routines and shit. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so that, I mean, that has a lot to do with it. Um, I still like him 21 years later. Um, That part. 
I'm still madly in love with him 21 years later. So, Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I I mean, that's I feel like that's a huge part of it is the fact that we are friends um, in addition to spouses. So. So I want to, so I know we got to wrap up, but if we could go around, I need advice. So like, what is, so like what relationship advice? Cause y'all know I'm, I'm, I'm over here singing Brandy only brokenhearted every day and listening to the way into exhale soundtrack and playing, uh, (laughs) and playing let it go by, uh, 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 Tony Braxton oh. and just let go let it blow let it blow. Uh, but but I do I do wonder and worry about women like me who fear who go who try mm-hmm. and who get burned and then want to close off because I will be very honest I am actively working to not be bitter and I'm actively working to not be jaded. And I think I can be honest about that in ways that a lot of other sisters will not be. Mm-hmm. Um, what you should also work on is not being comfortable with being single. That is what I'm working on. I don't want to get very comfortable with being single because then I'll be 70 years old and I'll be single because I feel like I'm not, I don't want to deal with shit because it disrupts whatever I feel like I'm doing. So what does that look like? I'm always a work in progress. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm working on putting myself out there more. I'm that person that says, I don't like being single, but I don't leave my house. <laughs> That's me. Okay. Unless you can, unless you see me in the grocery store in the airport, I, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. do anything. I mean, I'm with my kids. Um, it's very rare that I may go out and do something with homegirls, but either then, even then I'm there to be with my friends. I'm not there to try and meet people. And maybe that's my fault. Maybe I need to take the blinders off and pay attention to what's going on around me because I'm notorious. If I'm not looking at you, I don't see you. I can walk, I can walk by Mickey. And if I'm not looking, I won't see her. I do it all the time. It's bad, but I'm working on it. So I would say that I have to consciously put myself in situations to be able to meet people and, and be open when I do that to actually meet someone. Though I tried this a couple of weeks ago, I was proud of myself. I went and sat at the bar. I didn't open a book. Normally I have my nook with me. I'm reading a book, having a drink. I'm literally, I don't pay it. I have blinders on. Didn't do any of that. Guy came up to me. I gave him my number. Within four days, I was over it. 48 hours later, I, the next day, he asked me for a picture. Sir, I'm not sending you my not likeness. I don't, you don't even know my last name, but you want me to send it. What you going to do with my picture? Oh, I I'm do. really, I'm really, I'm, he said, I adore you, sir, sir, sir. The dude, at the, Kroger, the dude at the Kroger, I did the same thing as you're trying to let myself, you know, and he sent me a picture of him in a towel the next day. The guy sent me a picture with his top off. I didn't, I don't want that. I was like, what? And then he called me Candy Cane and I can't stand when he <laughs> called me. So that already just, but, but do not, if I get, and I get, oh, y'all would be proud of me. Let me say this right here. I have a Google number now. And I do not give, I listen to y'all's advice. I do not give these people my actual telephone number anymore. So I gave him my Google number, but you sending me like very, very oddly placed towel pics. So that's trap pictures was not trapping. Okay. They don't trap. I don't understand. I'll say, we're going around and around. You ask for advice. 
I'm a person who married young and divorced in my 30s. Like, according to what everybody thought having it all looked like, I guess I had it all. And then the bottom fell out, right? But we were never friends. So there was when, when times got hard, there was nothing to ever fall back on. So my first piece of advice is to really concentrate on the friendship. Yeah. The five years that I was intentionally single were so much fun to me. They were ignorant as hell because I let every situation be what it was, right? I mean, intuitively, you know, if it's not what you want, right? Mm -hmm. But you take it for what it is. And so along that line, I had a lot of fun in the last five years with the guys I encountered um, for various reasons. Some of them, shut it. Some of them were social experiments. Some of them were just, you know, I was bored, whatever. Um, But I think what was different about JD was that he was the first person who came along that was better than like, being single. Like when I was single, I love going out for drinks by myself. I love eating by myself. I love going to the movies by myself. Like I have all those things that I like to do when I'm spending time with me. Mm -hmm. When I met him, I kid y'all not, like I was fucking these wings up at a bar. It was the best tray of wings that ever happened to me. It was sauce running down my arm. My mouth was full when he walked up on me. I had on a jersey. I had on a Jaguars jersey, not even just a football jersey. I had on a Jaguars jersey because Jacksonville won their second and final game of the season. Oh. Yeah, it was like that. And so by the time he walked up on me, he legit said, "I want to introduce myself, but you're really fucking the wings up, so I'll come back." <laughs> and when he did, we sat and we talked for five hours. Oh wow! And, and we carried off a friendship for the longest because neither one of us were looking for anything serious, but there came a point where we couldn't deny that we would rather spend our time together than apart. And Mm -hmm. so if I were to offer advice, let, let these situations be, you in Atlanta dog, let these situations be what they are. Take your time to get to know who these people are, vet these people, but go on ice cream dates. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, also like have authentic friendships. That's good advice, Josh. I'll throw my um, hat in the ring. So Candace, there are a couple of things. For you in particular. Friendship is always the base. I too am a uh, marriage dropout. That's what we call it now. I have a husband. Uh, wanna, still one I'm of my best friends. Dropout. Oh, the land. I know he like, I hate this bitch so much. I am not a marriage. I'm not taking that. I'm not a marriage dropout. I was It's my husband. That, that is the homie. But I'll say this. You are a church kid. From one church kid to another, you've got to find the church kid that's cool. That's what it is. Not the church kid that was so indoctrinated that they can't see past the Bible. You got to find a worldly church kid like you. And that's going to be the one part of it. The other piece is going to be a friendship. The other one is going to be somebody who accepts the totality of who Candace is and is yeah. your biggest cheerleader and vice versa. If yeah. you find those components, you'll be fine. You're finding pieces of those things. But like Jocelyn, dude walked up on home, was like, okay, in his mind, he's already reasoned, this nigga be eating messy. I don't even care. I like her. I want to get to know her. So now she can continue to eat messy for the rest of her life and not put on a facade. There's no representative. There, there was it no. is. You yes, if there's no, the representative is the problem. When that representative leaves the building, I'm like, uh-uh. Right. Like, so mm-hmm. he has to see you when you take out that, that hair. He got to mm-hmm. see you when you wash that face off. He's got to see you when you chat with us and you lay it over to the side. And I'm not going to say what else is going on, but you're just talking. He's He's got to know that person, not just the intelligent, smart, great, you know, 
entrepreneur that we know. And so I think when you find that, that's when you will find more success and more happiness in that realm of dating and possibly taking it further. That's my opinion. But you also have to, you have to, whoever you end up with has to be very secure Mm -hmm. and confident um, because you're just going to continue to soar. I mean, the the star is just going to keep getting brighter. So if, if they feel threatened by it or if they're not, they don't have their own or they don't, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. They said if they go to the Stedman School of Boyfriends and saying, Husbands, that's that what she needs. That ain't your graduate. That ain't it. A graduate of the Stedman School. I, that's I, what I mean. I, it ain't broken. It's been going strong for 40 years. True. Facts. Facts. Okay, so I'll give mine and then I will push up, push us on to the next segment. So, I mean, I I have been out of the dating game <laughs> for over 21 years at this point, but um, don't settle. Don't be so um, disappointed or um, so ready to get to what you feel like you want um, that you are willing to take something that's not truly for you um so it's it's okay if that takes a minute it's okay um if that takes longer than you expected or wanted to because when it comes baby everything be fire that sounded nasty (laughs) when it comes Mm. what's for you is for you basically and what's not will not be yep yep Okay. All right. Y'all ready to move on to the drink intel segment? Yeah. yeah. All right. So for our drink intel segment, um, we ask you guys, our listeners, our viewers to submit your situations, your stories, your crazy stories that you have going on that you may want our advice on or our commentary on. And we put that call out there and we had um, a few of you to submit something. So I'm going to read our one for today, and then we are going to get into giving this young lady some advice. Okay, so it says, my fiance is starting divinity school in August and wants me to move to Boston with him. I'm dragging my feet on moving. How do I tell him I'm not interested in being a first lady slash minister's wife? I love him, but I just don't think I'm fit for that role. Plus, his income will mainly come from student loans in expensive Boston. I feel we will also be struggling, so I'm torn. We're both 35. Ooh. Which I got. He said, ooh, because that age is, I mean, you're young, but you know, you're not young, young anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, old enough to know it's not going to work. She already knows. She knows that she, she doesn't rip that band-aid off. I, I think the red flag will be what's your income is student loans at 35 <laughs> on that. That's not going well for it. If she paid it all, why are we finna go into debt voluntarily to learn about the Lord? And not only that, this is not a degree that guarantees a job Mm. that will pay. Speak on what you know, Candace. Speak on what you know. Listen, because I have a seminary degree and my I'm not I'm not in ministry um, intentionally, but I'm but I have friends who it took them years to get to a pastorate after graduating. But I think I think the bigger part beyond 
heard one to the financial piece. She don't want to be a first lady. Yeah. She don't want to deal with that. Yeah. It don't matter if he had a, a trust fund. He could have, he could be moving to Boston on a trust fund. Yeah. She would still, she does not want to do she that. She don't want that life. She doesn't want that she life. She don't want that life. Yeah. And that's the part. Pop it for a real nigga is what it sounds like. She's still in the streets. Let me tell you. And we were talking about that, but Joss, no, I tried. Joss was there. I tried it. It don't work. If that ain't wearing bitty dresses to her calves, because somebody told her at dinner that the mold that she fit wasn't molding. This is culture. Them the only niggas I knew that was wearing oh, dresses today. I tried when I was living when I was at when I was at Duke. I tried. I was in Durham. It was even before I got to Duke, and um, he was he was a local. He was a local pastor, and he felt like I was too worldly. Um, and so I changed everything. I cut off my nails, and I was because we was going to the same place. Well, that I nails when you told me. We was getting our nails done and I cut my nails off and had them little baby nails with these like muted colors and Kojic. She was she was Kojic fam. Look. And then I cheated on him with a with a with With a thug. I was like, I can't do this no more. So for the D-boy. Yeah, basically. So also the fuck boy. Ultimately, she does not want to, she doesn't want this life. She's gonna have to. My advice to her, one, is to you can love him, but you're gonna have to tell him the mold or the idea of what a first lady or wife that you have in your head is not gonna be who I am. Yeah. And to be very honest, I know only a handful of women who were able to say that to their dudes and it work. So when she has this conversation, she's got to be open and ready to the reality that that relationship may end because those guys are taught that in order for them to get a church and in order for them to be successful, their wife has to fit a certain mold. Mm -hmm. So she's got to be, she's got to be okay with the unfortunate reality that when she's honest, that relationship may end because yeah. neither one of them deserve for her to go to Boston and be yep. honest. Correct. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I I, um, a church that I used to go to, the, the first lady, I mean, it was, I don't know if it was, I won't say it was fairly now. I knew um, that she didn't want to be a first lady. Like they were married already. Um, when he got the calling, you know, so it was, she was like, this is your calling, not mine. Um, they're divorced now. Now, whether or not that was the reason, I don't know, you know, I don't know their circumstances surrounding their divorce. Um, but I know that that wasn't a life she wanted to live. Um, and I'm sure it impacted their marriage. Right. So I can see that as a man would feel, well, you're not supporting me. You're not doing X, Y, Z. When, like you said, it's his calling. It's not yours. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I know I could never date anybody in the ministry. It just, it would not work. Yeah. I just, you know, I'm driving the bus. So I'm not, I, I would agree that I, I don't want to link you with 
a minister or anyone of the cloth. I no do one. not think that it is not going to work. Yeah. It's not going to work. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be it's going to be fun though to watch that train wreck. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it just wouldn't work. I mean, you have to know yourself. She has to know. She has to. Look within herself. If she's saying, I don't want to be this, then she's, she doesn't want to be it. She needs mm-hmm. to just say, right. this is not going to work for me. This is not the life that I want for myself. And she deserves the life that she wants. Exactly. That part. You deserve you the life you want. You that enough. Mm-hmm. And, and, the, and there is someone else out there. So the, the, I think the fear with a lot of women get in relationships and then they're like, but then I have to start over. But then I have to do this. Then I have to do that. So you get complacent and you stay in these relationships. And then in the end anyway, because you're miserable or you're lonely or you're it can be anything. So know thyself Mm -hmm. and and move accordingly. And if that means that you're single for a while, then it means you're single for a while. It means you're not engaged anymore. That means you're not engaged anymore. But at least you're going to be happy and you're going to be true to yourself. I mean, who wants to live their life unhappily? Yeah. No one. The part for me that stuck out, knowingly messing up your financial picture. Yeah. By That's the tender I mean, age of, of 35. The tender age of 35. Tender. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you can see it coming, sis, then don't. Mm-hmm. Yes. Abort mission. Yeah. <laughs> Abort mission. Yeah. No, um, that's it. Break I, think, I think that, and I think that's why I love what this is going to be so much because I do think that we don't have enough spaces that tell us one, that we deserve the life that we want and it's okay Mm -hmm. to pursue it. And two, that going into something that is going to make you have to take certain sacrifices particularly financial ones that you are not guaranteed something on the back end for the, a return on your investment as black women, especially we can't afford to take those hits. And as somebody who I went, I as somebody who went to, to, to seminary, I ain't gonna lie. I would have loved to have had to have been in a relationship and leaned on that chick. <laughs> like so, so understand, sis. If you going, we gonna lean on your chick, and and that may not necessarily be what you want. Even knowing we gonna lean on your chick, and it's going towards a career that you don't necessarily want to align yourself with romantically, mm-hmm. like. These are some sacrifices that it's okay for you to say, I don't want to make them. Mm-hmm. And she's, they're not married yet. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you, I mean, you may, when you're married, you might have to bend and move a little bit differently. Not my Asia. But, That's why we're on this other side of marriage dropouts. Cause first of all, first of all, first, let me be clear. Okay. I've never wanted to be married. <laughs> I got married. Because I got married because my now ex-husband made me believe that's what we were supposed to do after being in a relationship for four years. I I got I I drank the Kool-Aid. Okay. Six months later, I left because I already knew that's not what I that's not, it wasn't what I wanted. We should have just stayed friends. And we're friends to this day, but we should have just stayed friends. And I was not what was right for him. So I knew within myself (laughs) that it just wasn't gonna work. I knew it. I knew that probably a month after I got married. But that's just me. 
I, what I'm saying is that, you know, I, I know someone that, that, that whose spouse, um, she's now the breadwinner and it's stressful on her. Like she is, she is fit to be tied. Mm-hmm. It's stress. And they, they're married, they have children, but she loves her husband, but he needs to get back in the game because mm-hmm. the wife is struggling and, and she doesn't want to be divorced. But you can only sustain it for so long if if your partner is not is not recognizing what the problem is and trying to communicate with you or trying to help or try to you. I mean, what you gonna do? Yeah. If I can do bad, I can do bad all by myself. <laughs> Isn't that what they said? Shout out Tyler Perry. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I just I just think I yeah, sis, don't do it. Don't do it. Reconsider. <laughs> don't, do it. don't do it don't, don't do, do it, it. alright yeah it. I think that's the consensus like throw the deuce it's gonna break his heart stay true to yourself mm-hmm. know what you want and stick to it sure okay and just know that we're thinking about the woman and the man in this situation Correct. we don't want him to have to dim his light and we don't want her to make right. sacrifices that it Thank sounds like she doesn't it. want to make correct yeah. that is correct yeah. he knows what he wants he he got the calling so that's that's the path he needs to take that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that path that she needs to take with him if that's not what she feels is going to be her best path don't Look. give up your guy for that girl <laughs> okay <laughs> thank you for bringing that up mickey that was that was a good point yes it's, it's the best thing for both of them for sure Okay, and for our final segment of the day, so let me just kind of explain how this is going to go. Each of us will have our own individual segment um, on each episode that's unique to us and our personality, etc. So on today's episode, um, we are going to do Mickey's segment, which is called Get the Bleep Out of Here. And, you and if you know me, then you understand. Right. I mean, and if you don't know her yet, you'll come to understand. You're about to see why this is the name of her segment. So, Mickey, have at it. Dude, okay. So, y'all, this is coming from the dome. Like, this is free balling. Ain't no preparation going into this. This is a situation that happened last night. So, I went on a cousin cruise to the Bahamas. Had a great time. Yeah. Um, As I'm flying out of Miami, I'm... Can, I don't want to say the airline. I don't know how this works with getting sued and stuff. We'll just say I'm on an airline where if you want a better seat, you can pay, you know, like 40 bucks and you get in a different boarding class, right? So I'm A2, right? What comes with front two, friends? Wait for it. Pee Wee Herman. One. Okay, cool. So I'm thinking other than one or two, you know, wheelchairs, I'm good to go, right? Dude, 46 niggas went before I got on the plane. You ask, how does that happen? Pre-board is the new scam. I'm going to tell you where I live. I live in Chicago. I am not a native, but I've been up and through here for 20 years. I did not know that this was the new hustle. It's like the PPP loan. So as I'm seeing one or two like wheelchairs come through, you know, that's normal, right? It's some Caucasian people behind me. They were like, is that 15 wheelchairs? Never in my life. So I'm like, was it some type of convention? Did something happen? And then they all had their own entourage with them. 15 wheelchairs, y'all. These niggas went all the way through there. 46 people went before A2. When I got up to the front, the guy said, hey, when you get on a plane, tell them you're the first one aboard in general boarding. So I get in there and I'm expecting to see all 46 niggas in the front, right? Mm -mm. They're at the back of the plane. Make it make sense, Swipe. So how do you need a wheelchair to get you down? What's that called, Tawana? 
the breezeway, the breezeway. breezeway. Yeah. yeah. How do you need that? But your ass can go to the seat 58 in the back, like literally in the back, because you want to be with your homes. So pre-board is a scam now, y'all. And get the fuck out of here. There is no need to be 15 deep. And 16 of them niggas was on that cruise with me. Not going to say the cruise line I was on, but it was ratchet. And you can talk to me offline later about what it is, but there's a certain cruise line right now, y'all, that is catering to the ratchet. And they was all on there and they was jumping and drinking and shit doing karaoke. Catch my shit on Facebook. My face is private. I mean, my page is private, so I ain't gonna let your ass on there because of career choices. But what I'm saying is, I guess, get the fuck out of here. They should do something about the pre-board. It is a new scam and I didn't know. Tawana, they could have it. I was frustrated. I didn't know. And then I did want to align myself with the colonizers, but at that point, I'm looking like, look at these niggas. And then I had to stop because they still my people and I want to help them. But I was definitely, me and Karen was thinking the same thing. This is some <laughs> bullshit. And they couldn't say what they wanted to say because they saw me standing there. I had these braids. So they knew who I stood with, who my tribe was. But in that moment, I see why some of us got us kidnapped. Like this was some bullshit. That's a whole nother conversation too. Thank you, Tawana. Peace. Oh my gosh. Well, that was the very first segment. <laughs> Mickey's get the bleep out of here. But you know what? Until you said this, I didn't think about it yesterday, but they was flying out of Miami. They could have been coming back from PBLs. PBLs. I thought that too. But I also told Mickey, that's the scam in Atlanta because the TSA is so long. People get wheelchairs because they go to the front of the TSA line. So, because you don't have to, you don't have to provide any documentation or anything as to why you need the wheelchair. You just have to request the wheelchair. I want to watch this. Ain't no niggas in Chicago getting no BBLs. And some of these niggas, I ain't going to say particular neighborhoods where I think they reside. No, this was a hustle. This was a scam. Chicago is scam USA. Trust and believe you will get off. Jocelyn, Jocelyn made a face because she like, yep, any hustle, they going to find it. They not going to starve or be hungry and they not going to be last in line. My brother-in-law says it all the time. Either you hustling or you being hustled. It is. And they hustled that airline yesterday, all 46 of them. All right. So before we close out episode one, first of all, we got to shout out the Tennessee State University. We're all rocking um, TSU gear today to represent where we all met, you know, where this all started. And of course, the best HBCU there is. All right. So before we get out of here next week or next next two weeks, the next episode, episode two, uh, we will be talking about that episode is called um, and I forgot. Closer than Ken Friends. Thank you. Closer than Ken Friends. And we're going to be talking about family versus family. You know, those friends that have become family. How does that dynamic work with your family, et cetera? Uh, We will be sipping on our favorite wine and uh and then next that next episode our uh individual segment will be mine and uh so i am always behind the game a little bit so we'll get to find out what i'm behind the game on <laughs> but that next behind the game like <laughs> years behind the game all right we hope you guys enjoyed the very first episode we will see y'all bye bye, bye.